All right, what's going on guys? Matt DeBerry, dogpost.com again here with another uh, recruiting report for you guys. Hope everyone's staying warm on this uh, really, really cold Wednesday morning. Lots to talk about today. Uh, first, I want to talk about uh, Georgia's newest commitment, freshman athlete running back, uh, Trayon Webb out of Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about Theo Johnson delaying his college football decision. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, Nazir Stackhouse, going to talk about him. I saw him play last Friday. And then uh, more college football playoff ranking news. So lots to talk about today. Thank you for watching. And uh, we will get started with Trayon Webb. Committed to Georgia uh, yesterday morning. So that was Tuesday morning. Uh, six foot, 180 plus pounds as a freshman at Trinity Catholic School in Jacksonville, Florida. You know, and he's really young, probably not a guy that most people know about right now, but the Georgia staff has had their eye on him for a long time now. They offered in February uh, of earlier this year. So he's a guy that has had a Georgia offer for eight, nine months now. So a uh, really good player. He's a guy that I heard about in eighth grade. Uh, a lot of people down in Jacksonville think he's going to be a really special player. So definitely heard the name. Uh, he's been to Athens a, a couple times and was back in Athens uh, last week for the Missouri game. And, uh, you know, he told me when he got the offer in February that Georgia was his dream school. You know, he you know said RBU, loved the, you know, the way they use guys like Sonny Michelle, Nick Chubb, Ty Gurley, all those guys. So I uh, loved Georgia growing up as a kid, even though he's a Florida legacy. And, uh, you know, overall, he might be really young, but this is a really big pickup for Georgia. A lot of these early commitments tend to flip and head elsewhere down the road. So something to keep an eye on. But, you know, uh, he is a young player, and a lot of these guys are making commitments earlier and earlier, and uh, he decided he wanted to be a Bulldog. So um, all indications are that he's going to be a special player down the road. Georgia likes him at running back. That's where they took him, and uh, they're not going to just take anyone at the running back position. So 2020, 2023 athlete Trayon Webb uh, committed to Georgia yesterday. Big news there. And, um, again, make sure you head on over to Dog Post uh, for the latest on Trayon Webb our commitment story and all that. So we have everything you need to know about Georgia's newest commitment over on Dog Post. Uh, another guy that I went to see last Friday was uh, Nazir Stackhouse. Uh, Nazir's been a, a Bulldog commitment for a long time now. He committed to Georgia the morning of the 2017 SEC Championship game, uh, the morning before Georgia beat Auburn in that big game in Atlanta. So he's been uh, on the commitment list for almost two years now. Hasn't wavered. He has a lot of schools still coming after him. Tennessee, Auburn, a few others. Uh, but everything I heard on Friday, speaking with sources down there in uh, uh, Columbia High School and elsewhere, that he is 100% still committed to Georgia. And I like what I saw from him. He was the best player on the field. Uh, made a lot of plays at defensive tackle. Obviously, uh, I think Georgia likes him at that three technique. Uh, kind of where Devonta Wyatt plays. Very similar players. Um, but what I want to see more out of Zamir is, uh, excuse me, Nazir, uh, is just more intensity. You know, I want him to play mean and angry and play with more aggression. Uh, he's such a nice kid. And a lot of the times, uh, you know, these nice kids do really well in high school, but you've got to take it a step, uh, you know, a step more at that collegiate level to be successful. So, uh, but it looked like, you know, that was one of the questions I had on him and, um, he kind of answered that question. No, he was really good. So uh, I thought he did play with more intensity, uh, played violent, uh, was in the backfield constantly in that first half, made a lot of plays, got pressure on the quarterback, and even played some offense a little bit and 
had himself a rushing touchdown from about four, three and a half, four yards out um, uh, right before halftime. So he does it all for Columbia, um, showed some good athleticism, but he's really taken that next step as it, you know, as it relates to uh, being technically and fundamentally sound uh, on the defensive line. Uh, hands, hand placement, just working on different types of moves to get past the opposing lineman and get to the quarterback, and he did that. So uh, definitely the best player on the field. Easy to notice, uh, not only physically, but on the field as well. The guy made a lot of plays. So again, solid four-star guy. Uh, I think Georgia will be able to hold on to him. 100% committed to Georgia from what I'm hearing, but other schools are still looking at him uh, a good bit. So overall, Really good player. I liked what I saw out of him. Uh, a few weeks ago, I went and saw Broderick Jones, five-star offensive tackle uh, from Lithonia. Uh, he was good. Uh, I've seen him play better, uh, but a lot of it had to do with the offense. They are, they're just really bad. Turnovers, penalties, you know, everything that could go wrong uh, for a struggling offense is what happened. Uh, they didn't run it run behind him very much. Um, even when they passed the ball, the quarterback scrambled to the right side and try to make plays over there, not really sure why, but you know, Broderick did not have the ability to break open, you know, get this pancake block to open up a giant hole for the, the running back. So, I mean, he was good, uh, definitely physically imposing. He's got great size, lean, still has you know, room to put on even more muscle, whereas a lot of these linemen in high school, you want them to kind of lose weight a little bit and get into better shape. Broderick is kind of already there, so uh, ideally, from a physical standpoint, he's exactly what you look for. And I've seen him in camps against you know other five-star defensive linemen, and Broderick took care of him. You know, he won the Under Armour Offensive Line Award as a junior um, up against a you know, defensive lineman a year older than him, and he definitely held his own there. So, really good player. I've seen him a good bit now, uh, but Lathoni did not really help him out much. The team didn't help him out much. He handled the guy in front of him each play. He didn't get beat or anything like that, and. He looked good here and there with some blocks, but uh, it wasn't you know, the super dominating performance that you look for or even expect from a five-star offensive lineman. But again, a lot of that had to do with the play calling and the offensive scheme. Still not really sure what they were trying to do, but they didn't really go behind him a lot in the game. Um, and that happens sometimes. But uh, no, Broderick's a really good player. Uh, there's a reason he's one of the top offensive line prospects in the country. You can definitely see it uh, with his size. First, so Sam Pittman has a lot to work with, and uh, you know he's got to be really happy with a guy 6'6", 285 pounds coming in there, and uh, who already blocks you know really well. You know, I've seen him a lot of pass protection at these camps and other games on Friday nights, and he is really good. So uh, again, didn't have the most dominating performance uh, a few weeks ago when I saw him, but still a really really good player. Uh, moving forward, Theo Johnson, uh, four-star tight end from Windsor, Ontario, uh, has decided to delay his decision. If you watched this video a couple weeks ago, we talked about him. Uh, he came out with his uh, commitment date, I believe it was November 19th or something around there, mid to late November. And at the time, I thought that uh, the pick would be Penn State or Michigan, maybe even Iowa, but I thought that Georgia was behind uh, two, maybe three schools at the time. Him delaying his decision is good news for Georgia. Um, not sure if they will take a second tight end. I think that was the plan originally, was to take two. Might have to settle for one, either Darnell Washington, who I still think Georgia leads for, even though he took his official visit to Alabama this past weekend. The tight are very much in the mix there. I do think Georgia still leads for Darnell Washington after speaking with sources. But back to Theo, uh, Georgia's 
I think back in the mix, this was good news that he's not committing. Uh, and again, he might go back and say, you know what, maybe I do want to commit November uh, 19th or whatever it was. But And if that's the case, I still do think that Penn State will likely be the pick. Wouldn't rule out Michigan or Iowa just yet. Wouldn't even rule out Georgia completely. But the fact that he is uh, taking a step back with his recruitment and uh, you know, taking a little bit longer to make a decision is good news for Georgia because I do not think they would have been the original pick. Obviously, major Georgia target spent multiple days in Athens in April for G-Day, was back for multiple days uh, when Georgia hosted Notre Dame for his official visit. Um, all of his official visits are taken. Uh, so right now, it's just really sitting down with the family and uh, going over everything and trying to make that final correct decision for him uh, and his future. So uh, kind of big news there that he is going to wait a little bit longer and definitely good news for the Georgia Bulldogs. Okay, college football playoff rankings came out. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Uh, number one, LSU, they deserve it. They've got the best wins. They look like the best team uh, in the country. If they're not, it's definitely Ohio State. Ohio State still hasn't really played uh, some great opponents, but you know they're, they're beating them up pretty good. And uh, they are a really, really good team. Maybe the most complete team in college football because I think their defense is very good. LSU's defense, I mean, you can score on them. They're not the same LSU defense of old. Um, but it, it, Ohio State is a very complete team, so they come in at number two. Clemson, number three. Again, easiest schedule in college football history, in my opinion. They're just rolling through teams, and they should. They should be covering the spread every game against these really, really weak opponents. I think they have a, a, a Wake Forest team that got throttled by Virginia Tech last week, so that's Clemson's big opponent this week is mighty Wake Forest. They should roll through them easily. Chase Bryce could be out there, and they should still win that game by 20-plus points. No excuses there. Uh, Georgia coming in at number four. Uh, I know a lot of people kind of skeptical about that that aren't Georgia people, but uh, I do think that's a, a fair ranking there. They've got some really quality wins. Uh, top 10 win over Florida, top 10 win over Notre Dame, and we'll have uh, another chance to make a national statement this weekend uh, against Auburn. And of course, Alabama coming in at number five. Um, they got beat pretty good by LSU. The score doesn't exactly indicate that, but uh, they got whooped. They got their butts kicked uh, coming in at number five there. Uh, and that's kind of where things stand. I mean, if you look at the playoff, Clemson, again, they're going to go undefeated because they don't play anyone. They're going to have one of those spots. Uh, Big 12 champ, I'm going to assume, undefeated Ohio State. They're going to be in there. If it's not them, it's I guess it's going to be Minnesota. Penn State's out. Penn State's done. Uh, if Minnesota beats Ohio State, yeah, you know what? I think they might have to do it twice. I think they're in different conferences or whatever. Uh, I'd have to go back and look at the schedule, but it's going to be either Ohio State or Minnesota there. I'm going to assume undefeated Ohio State. So you got Clemson, Ohio State, obviously the SEC champion will be in there, whether it's LSU um, or Georgia, if Georgia wins out. If Georgia wins out and beats LSU in the SEC championship game, I think Georgia and LSU are, are both getting in. If LSU's only loss is to Georgia in the SEC championship game, they're getting in. Um, I don't see how you can not put them in. So if Georgia runs the table, beats LSU, both those teams are in. You've got Georgia, LSU, Ohio State, Clemson. So if you're Alabama, uh, you need Georgia to lose. There's no doubt about that. You're pulling for, well, first they've got to win out, but Alabama needs LSU to beat Georgia. If Georgia beats LSU, Alabama's done. They're not going to jump LSU. LSU's going to get that fourth spot. And of course, Georgia will be in there as the SEC champ. So um, Oklahoma with their one loss, bad, bad loss to Kansas State. They're done. Uh, Oregon comes in at number six. 
Uh, uh, Oregon's a good team. They really are. Uh, they lost to Auburn week one. You have to give them credit for scheduling a big out-of-conference game like that. But they need help. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Utah at number seven. I don't see Utah getting in there. Um, if one of them does get a little help, it's going to be the conference champ there. So whether it's uh, Utah or Oregon, they're going to need some help either way. Uh, then you go down. Minnesota's number eight, but they still have plenty of uh, time to get back in the mix, especially if they beat Ohio State, Ohio State, excuse me, and, and go undefeated. Penn State, number nine, they're done. Oklahoma, number 10, they're done. And uh, no need to even talk about Florida and Auburn. They're all done. So the way I see it, I, I mean, you got Clemson, Ohio State, pretty much locking it up. I'm just going to assume that. Um, LSU, if they continue to run the table and beat Georgia, they're obviously that number one. If Georgia beats LSU and runs the table, Auburn, Texas A&M, and after the butt whooping, they're going to get Tech. Uh, Georgia will be in there too. So right now, I think it's pretty simple if you look at it, especially, it, or I guess if you look at it the same way I do. So um, Clemson, Ohio State, SEC champ, and maybe that four team, whether it's another SEC school or maybe one of those Pac-12 teams uh, jumps in. Uh, but right now, I do think there's a really good chance that the SEC gets two teams in the playoff mix again. So um, that's how I see it now. Uh, if you all agree, disagree, make sure to leave a comment, like the video, subscribe. Make sure you're always up to date on Georgia football team and recruiting news with not only this video, uh, but everything we, we have going on on Dog Post. Uh, we have a What We're Hearing insider team and recruiting information in that piece up on Dog Post. You can read all about what I saw from Broderick Jones and Nazir Stackhouse. Uh, and of course, uh, the new commitment 2023 athlete running back, Trayon Webb. So lots of good stuff over at Dog Post. It's Auburn week. Make sure y'all get over there. Talk some smack on the message boards uh, about Auburn. And uh, again, leave all the comments you want. Talk about the team. Where do you think Georgia should be in the college football playoff? All that good stuff. So again, thanks for watching. Really appreciate you guys. Make sure to go to dogpost.com for all the latest Georgia Bulldog team and recruiting news. And I will see you guys next week.